Okay, so get your pen and paper ready because this is going to be a list. Now, I think I did mention that in the title. It's going to be a list. So uh, ready, set, <laughs> here we go. Welcome to Ion Steel Processing. I'm so glad you made it. Today, we're going to talk about the things you need to have ready before you either relocate or you travel for an assignment. There's a checklist. I've done this checklist way too many times and each time I always forget. So this last time, I just actually relocated and there were a few things I started thinking like, you know what? I forgot a lot of stuff. And then there were things I brought because I remember from my previous experiences when I was traveling for two years. And to me, I treated this like another travel assignment, the things I had put inside my vehicle. And I do have an SUV this time around. Um, the, before this, I had a Nissan Versa. And I knew, I saw in my future, like, I'm going to get it back out there on the road. And I want to make sure I have the right vehicle, right? Okay, so here we go. Now, when we're talking about housing, whether it's temporary housing or it's permanent housing, for me, my search was exactly the same. So I'm looking at Craigslist. Um, Apartmentlist.com helped me out a lot. Uh, Facebook Marketplace, that's always a good resource. And I feel a little bit more comfortable with Facebook Marketplace. I don't know why than Craigslist, but I've got good results with Facebook Marketplace. You also can talk with people at the hospital once you get there. And let's say you just Airbnb in it for a couple of days, which is a lot of times what I have done. Airbnb it for a couple of days before I figure out the neighborhood and figure out what's a good neighborhood or a bad neighborhood. Because you do not want to move into a neighborhood that you are afraid to go outside or even leave your car. So make sure you check also with the neighborhood and you can do um, statistics.org or crime statistics. It's a lot of websites out there that will give you that data for free. Do not pay for anything. It is free out there. Another one is um, Airbnb and of course Zillow. I was able to find housing for my husband in Alabama through Zillow. I was very surprised. I thought Zillow was only for selling houses. No, Zillow was also for renting. And we it was a private owner and it was no contract. It was no lease. And he stayed there as, until his contract was up. And it was a two bedroom, two bath. It was a really nice house that he was able to find there. Okay. Also, if you want more information on housing, I do have a website. It is called spdtravel.carrd.co. And it's a list of travel um, resources there for you so that you can have a better travel experience. Now, my story, when it came to a private owner, I was looking for a place and a lot of I'm looking for private owners primarily because I don't want to be in a big apartment complex for me. So if I can find somebody who has like maybe a basement, which I was able to do in Greenville, South Carolina, that has a basement, that's, you know, my own private entrance. That's usually what I'm looking for because they usually are very flexible with either the rent, the deposit, the short term leasing and things like that. And a lot of times they don't mind having healthcare professionals in their building because they feel like we're going to be a little bit more responsible than just a regular Joe Smo or Joe Blow or who whoever it is out there in the streets. So what happened was I went to one place. It was crazy because I went there and it was a bunch of other people there for not an application. There were like two people there when I arrived. There were like two or three people that came after me and it was almost like a factory line. And he was just moving us in and moving us out and giving us applications. So I was like, look, sir. So I did my little 10 minute, I mean, a little 10 second to 30 second elevator, elevator pitch. And I was like, look, I work in healthcare, so I'm very responsible. I work in sterile processing, so I keep things orderly and clean. I hit them with the credit score. Like my credit score is way above 700. So I hit them with that. And then I also let them know I'm a homeowner. So I understand and I appreciate with keeping things up, not causing damage and things like that. Because when I get to the point when I start renting out my space at home, I want people to take care of my home the same way I would. You know, I also talked about my lifestyle, not being a party goer. You know, I'm older and I'm more mature. I didn't got that thing, you know, that out of my system. And not only that, I allowed him to know my pay. I was like, look, sir, I can pay the rent. And a matter of fact, I can give you extra on the deposit 
or I can pay a couple of months more in advance. So that's the opportunity I like having having private owners that you're able to have those conversations with them and kind of just sell yourself. I sold myself just like I sold my job or I sold myself to the job that I have. Okay. Now I want you to also think about your vehicle. Think about the maintenance you need to get, get your oil changed, tire rotations. Do you need new tires? You need to think about that too. Do you need to get your radiator flush? Do you need to change your air filters or your cabin filters? Most people have cabin filters and don't even realize that. That circulates inside your um, compartment and that keeps your, you know, when you breathe it in your air conditioner, your heater smelling fresh. You don't want to inhale funk. You feel me? So make sure you change out your cabin filter. Roadside assistance. Um, if you need it, you may not need it, you know, like AAA, which most people are uh, familiar with. You may already have it built into your uh, car insurance. So check with your car insurance and see what your roadside assistance look like. Because the last thing you want to do is be traveling from New York to California and you break down and you out there in the middle of nowhere by yourself. So you want to make sure you have it and make sure you find out exactly what it entails because you don't want to be stuck out there. And all they're going to do is just tow you somewhere. And they charge you for that toll or they, you know, what does a maintenance piece look like if you do need maintenance? So make sure you get your belts and everything changed on your car. Those real serious major, I guess you can say tune-ups. If you still got spark plugs in your vehicle, get that tune-up for your vehicle to make sure it's road ready. If you have a spare tire, make sure that it has air in it and make sure it is functioning spare tires, not one more beat up spare tires. Because nowadays in a lot of newer vehicles, they don't have the donuts. Like we used to have back in the day, they don't have the donuts. They have a real tire. So make sure your tire is ready to go. Also, think about what the weather's going to be like where you're going to, whether it's now or the next month or two. Honey, I went from the south to Milwaukee. And let me tell you, um, the, the snow was coming. And it wasn't just the Colorado snow that I had been accustomed to for two years. Oh, no, honey. This snow, they were talking about, it gets below 10 and 20. I said, Lord, I, I got to get out of here. I'm not prepared for this. I'm not even built for this. You feel me? So make sure you know where you're going make sure if you need to have snow chains you know what that looks like make sure if you need snow boots or whatever it is you need to be weather ready for your vehicle and also for yourself that you have all that ready as you look into the future especially if you're on a contract what that looks like for your 13 weeks and what if you decide to re-sign that contract are you ready for that so think about that okay now let's think about uh, what to take from home to save you some money because of course we want to save money i don't know people who just like buying duplicate stuff and not saving money okay so like i said uh, think about the clothes you may need to have that you can bring with you to prepare for the seasons when it change for me for instance going from california to the south these mosquitoes will eat you alive okay so make sure you have that repellent i've been out there hiking not thinking no repellent. I'm out there in South Carolina, North Carolina, all in the mountains or whatever. No repellent. California girl, just silly, right? So make sure you have things like that with you. Um, also, let's see. I'm looking on my computer, honey. I have to scroll. Okay, what to take from home? Okay. Some places, like for instance, I've been in Airbnbs where I assume they had televisions and they didn't. So if a television is important to you and you got your little 13 inch or whatever it is, TV that you feel comfortable transporting your vehicle, you may need to take your TV or pay very close attention to the Airbnb listing to see if they have a television. I've been stuck a couple of times without a television, but luckily I got my laptop. So to me, it's almost like a television because I can do my Hulu or my Showtime or whatever it is I want to watch also on uh, my computer. So think about that too, if you want to uh, take your television with you. Also, a couple of things you may have around the house that you can take with you, like plates. I usually take like two plates, forks, spoons, bowls, a butter knife. I take my one big spoon, you know, for like I'm stirring spaghetti or something like that, a spatula and a ladle because I like soup. Um, I always take a skillet, honey. We always got to have a skillet or something big like a skillet. 
a small pot, like if you just want to boil some eggs or a little bowl of soup and a medium pot. But it depends on your cooking habits. Like if you're a big cooker, like you probably want to make a crab boil, you know you're going to make a crab boil, you know to bring that big pot. Otherwise, just keep it kind of small, depending on the size of your vehicle too. Glasses. Oh, honey, I have to have my glasses. I got to have my wine glass, my shot glass, my glass for my beer. And then I guess you should go ahead and bring some plastic cups for water for those of you who drink water. But anyway, don't forget the ice tray. If you can bring one of them from home or you can go ahead and stop by Walmart if you want to. But girl, you're going to need your ice cream. Girl and boy, I'm sorry. You're going to need your um, ice tray, honey. I brought my sheets. I bought at least one set of sheets and a thin spread because I know I, I assumed that I would have some kind of climate control. So I made sure I had me sheets. Now me, I have an air fryer and I'm lazy. So I throw everything in the air fryer that will go or I throw something in the crock pot that can cook overnight so I don't have to deal with it. I also brought my 32 inch TV because like I said, I am a, in a Kia Sorento and it was able to fit. So I did definitely take that. Um, okay, here is something that I was scrambling to look for and I found one, but not all of them, a screwdriver. If you're going to any kind of temporary housing, I'm not sure what the setup, if you're going to get it furnished or not furnished, if you're going to be there temporary, you're going to be there permanently, I don't know. Nine times out of 10, you're going to put together a table, a chair, an entertainment center, something. You're going to need a screwdriver. I needed one. I went to Ikea, of course, save me some money. I went to Ikea and I put together a bookcase because I bring all my books with me, whether books I read for pleasure, for um, self-improvement and my Isham material that I have, all my books or whatever I take with me. So I had to put together a bookcase and usually they come with like a little Allen wrench or whatever to come with it. But it was one part I got to where I needed a hammer. I didn't have a hammer. So I took the side of my pliers and used it as a hammer. So it'd be a good idea to have a screwdriver, which I could not find in my vehicle, which I usually have in there, screwdriver, hammer and pliers. And like I said, it depends on what you're going to put together. If you're going to put your TV up on the wall, you're going to need some kind of tools to be able to do that. And if you already have multiple of those laying around the house, which most of us have more than one screwdriver, it'd be a good idea to already have that with you. And it's a good idea to already have it in your car anyway. Now, where to shop? For me, Walmart and Amazon, but it depends on how fast you need it. So if you need it right now, of course, Walmart. Otherwise, you can go through um, Amazon and they both will have something like metal bed frames. If you're going into a new place and you need a bed, I've been places where they're renting rooms. They don't have a bed. So I had a bed frame from my uh, previous contracts or whatever. So I already had a bed frame and I end up getting that at I think it was at Amazon for like 50 bucks. I had a metal bed frame. But nowadays you can get a bed in a box and you can get them like somewhere around one hundred dollars and up. They have them at Walmart. You can easily put them in your car. I put them in my Nissan Versa and you can put that in there. And once you open it up, honey, within like a few hours, it is just like a regular mattress. And that's a quick way, maybe one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. You have your bed and you're ready to go. OK, and you don't have to take it with you if you leave or you can leave it or whatever you can do with that. You can sell it later on. If you can do that in your state, you can go ahead and get that and try to recoup some of your money. Um, also, Ikea, if you're near an Ikea, Ikea has a lot of inexpensive, inexpensive things that you can buy that can help you furnish your place and make it comfortable and make it almost like home. And they also have those same mattresses. I did that when I got my place when I was in Colorado. And so I did that. Also look for outlets. If there's any outlets in the town that you're in, look for those outlets because you can get you some good quality premium stuff for the low. You don't have to spend all that money on it. So that's another good way to uh, save some money. Now, if you plan on cooking, your first trip may be Walmart or whatever with these other little things I'm going to break down to you. But of course, you always need Ziploc bags, those food storage containers, 
Toilet tissue, honey. You know you're going to need some toilet tissue, and I always forget it. Usually when I get to a lot of places, I may get a hotel a day or two, and I just take me a couple of rolls with me because I'm not sure what my next days may look like. I kind of live kind of rough. So like, I'm like, I'm not sure what the future is going to look like. Am I going to be in an Airbnb? Am I going to find me something, you know, something for 13 weeks? You know, I'm not sure. So I usually take me a couple of rolls of toilet paper, but you're definitely going to need toilet paper, paper towels, toothpaste, because you may have forgotten your toothpaste already at home, deodorant, body wash, and maybe a new toothbrush because we're supposed to change them out, what, like every three months. So it'd be a good idea to start fresh with the contract. Change your shoes and change your toothbrush every contract. To me, that's the best way to go. As far as finding shoes, DSW has a variety of shoes, so you can get good quality shoes there. I think they have a lot of good choices, in my opinion. Rack room shoes, they also do. And if you can find you a Sketcher outlet, Sketcher has some comfortable shoes for me. I actually like their shoes. And nobody's paying me to say these names, but I'm just, you know, letting you know my experience. So hopefully it'll help you out as well. And don't forget your lock for your locker, okay? Because you're going to definitely need a lock for your locker. Okay, now how to shop and spend money. Now, it's a great idea to have a business credit card because if this is a business you know, move that you're making, this should be tax deductible. And there's a lot of business credit cards out there that you can get. Some of them may use your credit um, as a um, as bagging up that, that business credit. They're going to use you to bag it up. So um, be careful of that because I'm not sure what your credit looks like and I'm not sure how often you want somebody to hit your credit. So pay attention to that. But I will say cashback reward cards that they do, Walmart and Amazon, they do have cashback reward cards. So it may be a good idea that when you're making these purchases or you Airbnb in it, pay for it with your business credit card or pay for it with your Walmart or your Amazon card or any other card you have out there that's giving you cash back. Pay your Amazon, I mean your Airbnb with that. Pay your utilities wherever you're going with that. When you shopping, pay with these cards that's giving you cash back because you'll look up and be like, you know what? I forgot to get this. And you log into whatever account that you chose to use most of your transactions with and a lot of stuff can be free. So it's a good idea to use that one card to make most of your transactions so you can get that cash back. Oh, that cash back or that, yeah, cash back because they put usually, um, they credit your account, which is like cash you can actually use. But I will caution you, you need to pay it off before that interest rate hits because then it takes away all the benefits. So make sure you pay that back off. Okay, now how's your credit? Now you you may need to check into your credit to see what it's looking like because if you're out here, whether it's temporary housing, some people renting rooms, honey, talking about they're going to run credit and background checks. So you never know. And it may be a place you really want to be, real upscale neighborhood. And you're like, oh my God, I can live here with a pool and a tennis court and you know all these other amenities or whatever for $500 a month, but they run your credit. And I'm like, oh, but we don't want you in our neighborhood. So you need to go annual credit report. You can get this every year for free. You can run your credit every year for free. The website is annualcreditreport.com, but if you have to pay anything, if you have to show a credit card, do not go to that website. A lot of websites, if you misspell one letter, it'll redirect you somewhere else. So be very cautious of that. So the best thing maybe be for you to do is go straight to the um, the, the credit reporting agencies, and they are, um, I think it's Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Go straight to there and get your credit report to know what that looks like, because you may need to handle some stuff. You may need to dispute a few things that's on there before you get out there. You may need to um, get some of the things uh, taken off, and we need to review that every now and then anyway to make sure there's nothing. On I just found out I had a collection. Wait, let me back up. I found out I had a collection. Pissed me off because it was like for $6 three times. For real, I went to the doctor. I know I paid the people because I looked back over my bank statement and I show, it showed that I paid them. And I was like, who sends collections? Who sends a bill to collections for $6 three times? Wouldn't you think they just wrote that off? But I found that out through Credit Karma. Now, Credit Karma is free, but I can't see if they have your credit score up to date or how, what their algorithms are. But let me tell you, honey, I end up... um 
trying to dispute it through, I think it was Equifax or one of them, and Equifax system was down. I got pissed off and I just paid it. I called the people, the collection agent, I paid them the 18 damn dollars. I was so pissed off, I didn't know what to do. But we do need to keep up with what's on our credit report because it can or may affect you know your ability to get your utilities turned on wherever you're going or get your internet if you need it wherever you're going. But also think about it. If you have internet at home, you probably can transfer that internet with you. And you know anything you can transfer with you may help you. Also, another thing too, and this is not even in my notes, and I thought about it because a friend of mine was living in an apartment complex and he was moving from, he was going from Colorado Springs like to the Denver area. And he realized that the apartment complex he lived in was part of a big agency or a big company. So he was able to track move from one unit to another within the um the company or the organization, if you understand what I'm saying. So you may already live somewhere that's pretty big that you can that may be in other states, and that may be another way for you to uh, maneuver around without them hitting your credit because you're already, you know, a tenant and you already paying on time. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh my goodness. Okay, that went by pretty fast. Well, anyways, I hope you find this information useful. If you know anyone else who needs this information, make sure you share that with them. Until next time, guys, you continue to go out there. Be great. Peace. Okay, before I let you go, I want you to check out my website, ionspd.com. Lots of lots of lots of resources there for you. Whether you're trying to get your CE units, whether you're trying to get information on traveling, whether you're trying to deal with assessments for leadership, um, anything that you can possibly use in sterile processing. I usually have a link there for you, but I definitely want to give some shout outs out there for the travel industry because I've been looking at the payout there. And I'm going to tell you, there's two agencies out there that's giving up the money, baby. And they're giving up a lot of support to the sterile processing techs. Now, I'm not getting paid to say this. They didn't tell me to say this. I'm just saying it because this is my observation and you need to get the best you can get while you out there. I see Moab Healthcare, M-O-A-B, and SIPS Consult. I see both of them out there doing a lot for sterile processing technicians as far as pay and definitely SIPs as far as personal development. So I do encourage you to check those out. If you're thinking about traveling, those are the two. My personal pick as far as um, when I was out there traveling was I worked with a particular person at Aries Medical and his name is uh, Taylor Price. And I would tell you because the way they operate is they work in regions in different areas and location. So that you have the person that's in your region. Well, I started with him. And even though I moved with other account managers, he always stayed in contact with me with every contract I was on. He always checked on me, even when I stopped traveling with them. He checked, you know, on me during holidays, you know, whatever it was, just to check in and see how I'm doing. Even when I was going to school and I stopped traveling, he stayed in contact with me. And it wasn't like he stayed in contact to pitch or to make sure I was ready for another contract. He just stayed in contact just because well, it made me feel like he cared. So I just want to add that in on the tail end of this because I was talking about traveling. And if you're thinking about traveling or if you are traveling, those are my picks and those are my experiences and my observations. So I hope you find that also useful. If, if you do, please share. Please let other people know. And until next time, peace.